Hello, I'm Alex Mansfield, the host of Manny Talk Shooting, and welcome to another episode. This is the shooting podcast where I talk to individuals all across the shooting industry. We'll talk competition, self-defense, concealed carry. If you like this content, check out our YouTube channel, Manny Talk Shooting. And without further ado, let's get to this episode. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Manny Talk Shooting, the shooting podcast for you because of me and my social butterflyness. but it's okay. Anyway, uh, welcome back to another episode. Um... Before we get started, let's talk about the title sponsor of the podcast, Go Fast, Don't Suck. Bill Duda is awesome, and he runs around to a bunch of major matches, supporting them either in presence or in spirit um, because he his hurtful memes and stickers are all over the range. But he can get you uh, match jerseys, banners, um, dry fire targets at home, hats, hoodies galore, um, especially the memes that, that hurt your soul because they are oh so true. But anyway, go f- check out GoFastDon'tSuck.net. Tell them Manny sent you and move on with your day. Without further ado, let's get to the meat and potatoes of why we're actually here today. Today, we're sitting down with the owner and founder, um, Greg, of Make Ready Nutrition, and his friend, Mitch Chapman. How are we doing, gentlemen? Doing good, Alex. Thanks for having us. You, yeah, thank you. No problem. It's going to be an awesome conversation. Um, as honestly, is because uh, Greg reached out to me and was like, hey, let's have a conversation. I'm like, absolutely, let's talk, because... Like what, two months ago, your company just like came out of nowhere and was like, bam, like I'm on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little longer than that, though, Alex. I mean, it, it really does. It, it it did happen overnight. Um, and I was very blessed and very fortunate to go from basically having a dream, you know, uh, started being a shooter and what was it, Mitch, 2021, um, when we when we first picked up a gun on the range and then um, and then shooting matches and then um, having having this insight of how can I help these people? I mean, they're overnourished, undernourished uh, athletes, um, given that they're all 100 percent. I mean, they reminded me quite a bit of my gym family. Mm-hmm. And um, so. I was uh, driving back from Odessa, Texas and Dragon's Cup 2 and uh, just an absolute brutal physical match. Uh, 13 hours on stage, you know, in, in the uh, Permian Basin heat. Um, and um, um, quick story is I, when I walked up, uh, the first person I met was Dexter Lopez. I, I don't know if you know Dexter, but um, he he's pretty renowned in the shooting industry in the USPSA. And um, I mean, he was suffering. And so was, uh, so was uh, the, uh, the other shooters. And it was just like, okay, some of my, uh, I was a medic in the army and some of my training kind of kicked down from, you know, 40 plus years ago. And it was like, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. You guys need to, you know, push water. And they were, you know, drinking hydration products, electrolyte products and stuff like that. But I mean, they were really, really suffering. So the only thing you can do, you know, from heat exhaustion like that is just get cold towels and cold sheets and, and just try to help them out. And then, you know, 24 hours later, I was in the same position. Um, but I was drinking my protein shakes. I was drinking, you know, my hydration drinks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it seems like only a couple of months ago, Alex, it just, boom, you know, make ready nutrition is here. Um, but, uh, it's going good, man. It's going mm-hmm. really good. And it looks like it. And it's awesome to see a lot of people backing it and supporting it and trying the product. Um, it's it's really cool. I've seen you've been hitting blowing up social media with users posts, your own like partnerships you've you've formed in this short time, which is awesome. And I know we'll talk about it more in a little bit, but I'm I'm really interested 
um, from both of your perspectives of like, did you start in with guns at home as a young age or this coming later in life? I know you said you started matches in 21, but have you always been around the firearms industry? We're from Texas, Alex. So <laughs> I think, I think we had guns, you know, in elementary school and, and, and my dad was always, you know, taking me shooting and always target practice. And then, uh, of course I, I entered the the military and, um, you know, fired weapons in, but we didn't really think anything about it. I know Mitch has an extensive background in firearms. Yeah, I, I grew up in a family with, you know, hunting and fishing at the center of my youth and always had uh, going to the range with my dad and, you know, plinking and, you know, just, just doing the, you know, normal kind of routine. Um, as I got older and got married, had a family and uh, started, you know, just doing family stuff, definitely less, uh, less on the gun range, less hunting and whatnot. And then um, at a certain point, I decided that I was going to uh, go apply for my uh, FFL because I just thought that would be interesting to have it as kind of like a side hustle. Mm -hmm. uh, and so believe it or not, I did. And, uh, and I got it. And so I, I kind of went from, Hey, I don't, really do a whole lot with guns to I'm a licensed firearm dealer. And, uh, but at the same time, still had my day job of cybersecurity. So I, during that uh, period of life, I had, you know, access to pretty much whatever I wanted. Uh, Greg and I spent a pretty good bit of time going through, you know, Hey, if we could get some cool stuff. What would we get? Right. And, you know, that whole thing, probably what, what a lot of, uh, you know, home-based FFLs do. Uh, whenever that time comes. So, you know, it kind of just ebbed and flowed, I would say, from, you know, being in the industry, per se, actually going to SHOT Show, spending time with some of the professionals, but not really understanding that there's a whole nother world to it in, you know, competition. So it was, uh, you know, hey, let's let's get cool guns, put, you know, red dots on them, and then, you know, go shoot paper for like, you know, 50 rounds with Winchester White Box, and then, you know, go home. And that was it. Right. It was like, it's kind of the end of it. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of, how do I put this in another way, but it's, it's, it's definitely a different leap when you get into that competition aspect of people are like, they actually go and they go and train instead of just plink. They, they figure out exactly what they want to do at the range. Not, Oh, can I shoot this can off of this post stand at, you know, five yards or whatever it is. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess I'm curious is how did you two originally meet then? At work. And we both have extensive careers in cybersecurity back before cybersecurity was even cool. Nobody really even knew what we did. Uh, we were both in information technology and then we kind of, you know, veered right. Um, Mitch and I have been good friends since day one, um, just because we're very similar in the aspect when I think I think the best to describe Mitch and I is when our back's against the wall, we just break the wall and we don't really care. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, it's a really good friendship. We never have a plan B. Um, we come up with an idea and and then we just, you know, dive headfirst into it. Um, and then the competitive shooting aspect was something that we just fell in backwards uh, to. Uh, there was another friend at work that had been shooting competitively and and he took us to an outdoor range and, and we were shooting targets. And of course, I had my little T-Rex thigh strap camo holster and Glock 17 and uh, Mitch had his gun and stuff like that. We were used 
we were just used to lane shooting, you know, just mm-hmm. point, click, point, click, point, click. And uh, our friends said, hey, you guys, you guys are pretty good. Why don't you uh, shoot on the move? And I remember thinking, why would I do that? <laughs> so, um, we, you know, we started taking, you know, a couple of steps and shoot, a couple of steps and shoot. And then, and we got pretty good at that. And he said, okay, now, yeah, and now we're going to put you on a clock. And I said, why would we do that? He said, because that's, we're going to do that. <laughs> and we started doing that. And um, so Mitch and I have been really good friends, both at work and socially for 20 years. And um, it, we, you know, we hunt together. Um, I, I've gone uh, dove hunting with him and his dad before, and we really had a good time. And we just like-minded people. And we just never really, you know, just really never questioned why we were doing something. We just did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are the kind of the best friendships and, you know, people to meet, right. You know, it's people you stick with like glue and they just do everything together. Um, And it's nice to actually have that per, you know, a person at the same time who comes into the sport as you, um, you can bounce things off of them and you always have a carpool buddy. You never have to drive alone unless you have to. Yeah, most definitely. You know, it, it, along the same lines, too, is you have someone to go through the experience of getting ramped up both from, um, you know, equipment and gear perspective, uh, you know, hey, what are you doing? Maybe I need to be doing that, too. Right. Because we all learn differently in life, regardless of what we do professionally, how we've been educated, et cetera. Uh, some people are really hands on. Some people are book people. Right. Like I, I want to read a book and learn how to do it. You know, for me, I'm like. Uh, stick me in front of that and just give me some hands-on experience. Once I do it a couple times, I will, you know, figure out kind of my skill level and, and bump up from there. And, and I think that's what was so fun in the beginning was as we kind of stepped off into it with our buddy Lance, he, uh, he, he had been talking about shooting matches while we're, we were working together professionally and so he was just talking and we're like, oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, what's, what's that like? And he would share, but he was, he's just a, a really like humble, conservative kind of guy. So he didn't go like all in, you know, if you ask one of us, well, Hey, tell me about shooting a match. I mean, we could talk for hours mm-hmm. about shooting a match, right? Our best match, our worst match, you know, the classifier I just blew, you know, whatever it is. And he just kind of took us through that and then said, you know, you ought to just come out. And I had been through like a tactical training class actually a couple of them, but nothing anywhere near, you know, competing on a clock and, um, and having to be what I would say even more responsible for the rule set. Right. And the respect for, Hey, everybody around us has guns on. And, uh, you know, so we got to be careful. We got to watch, you know, watch your, the whole concept of the 180 and, you know, all that kind of thing. So as we got further into it, I think we were, enjoying it together and experiencing the you know hey i'm thinking about buying this what do you think I'm like okay well you buy that and let me know how it goes right <laughs> and yeah i mean we've all we've all been there right where you got the, the the friend that's like hey i think i'm gonna go do something wild and buy this and then they do and you're like all right man i kind of hope that goes well because i've been wanting one of those too right mm-hmm yeah, and then someone's always the guinea pig, and they like, all right, you spent your money. Oh, it didn't work. Thanks for saving me some money. <laughs> exactly right, hundred percent. And we've had those experiences as well, both on both sides. It still are. Yeah, yeah. still are. <laughs> yeah, yeah we absolutely. Still are. About yeah. every time we purchase something, I would say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, and I both see that you both shoot PCC, and yeah. 
So which PCCs are you running? Because that's obviously got to be a very personal choice. And what works for one person is not always what works for somebody else. So I'm kind of curious, do you have the same setups or are they completely different? Different. Yeah. So so in the beginning, I again, I, I didn't know what USPSA was. I didn't know what IDPA was. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. It, it, we were on a group text, three of us. And Lance sent a, sent a group text one night and said, hey, there's an outlaw match out at Mission 160. You guys ought to do it. And I, I mean, I didn't, even, I didn't even talk to Mitch, I don't think. I just came in and found out what practice score was and practice score looked it up, went and got my USPSA number, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't have anything to do with an outlaw match. You can just show up and shoot paper and steal, right? Mm -hmm. Signed up for the match. Um, by this time, I was shooting a Glock. And um, by this time... Mitch and I had gone to a local gun range and it was hosted by Staccato. Staccato was brand new. I just was enamored and fell in love with Staccato. I mean, I, I got to have, I want the XC, but I just got to start with the P blah, 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 blah. And started shooting that. Signed up for the outlaw match and um, the day comes and, you know, I'm driving out to the range and I text everybody. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm stoked. Are you guys stoked? And nobody responds. I was like, well, that's weird. So I get to the range and, you know, I'm pulling in and um, finally Lance responds back and says, oh, dude, I'm not shooting. I'm in Tennessee. This is my first match, Alex. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I check with Mitch and I'm like, bro, are you on your way? And he's like, oh, no, I'm not coming. I got shit. I got stuff to do. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know anyone. Here I am with a brand new shiny gun, this little tactical rig, so on and so forth. So I shoot the match and I don't know how to feel about competitive shooting but i know i like the people i mean the people were kick ass i mean they were very helpful they were very knowledgeable they were very compassionate you know help the new guy you know so on and so forth um and so i i i dove i went from the staccato p to the xc which has a baby comp on it so now you're now greg shooting open minor yeah. right you've mm -hmm. been shooting what not even 45 days and I'm in open minor in USPSA and, and I, I go take a, a shooting lesson and the first, the, I mean, the first thing that my shooting coach tells me is, Greg, you need to, we need to get you to run like a man. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God, this dude just said this to me. Right. So, I mean, again, when we dive into anything, we dive in head first and, you know, damn the consequences or whatever well I'm, I'm shooting open minor for you know three four five months i finally struggle up to you know c class mitch is shooting uh sig mpx right big mpx yep yeah so he's shooting the sig mpx uh pcc and he's just rocking and rolling and having a ball with it you know and i'm struggling and frustrated and you know i mean it is everything that is going along there and then um i think it was three four five months or something like that you know he we were uh at the range shooting and he said do you do you want to try to shoot this gun and i said oh, okay yeah and I, one thing the first thing i noticed about shooting pcc is i'm not looking for the dot I mean, the, the red dot is right there. I don't have to, you know, struggle to find the dot anymore. I don't really have to struggle with recoil that much. And it's pretty damn cool, right? You know, running with PCC. So I go out and get a SIG MPX and we go down that route. And then um, that just kind of snowballed from there <laughs> in the PCC world. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I was going to say, where are you going next with that? Because it, <laughs> it it did. We we shoot with, um, I would say, primarily PCC folks, not because we sought them out, but we ended up on a squad like our second or third match or something. And, and it's like, man, everybody's got these PCCs. OK, well, you guys are like minded and whatever. And then we kind of figure out, OK, well, that's all you shoot is PCC. And, you know, like, you know, you go on USPSA and look at their classifiers like that's You're only classified in that. OK, this might be our people. They might know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, that that whole thing kind of just started to get into the uh, advanced level of setting up a gun and, you know, changing out triggers and, you know, all the stuff that that begins, you know, when you realize there's a lot more to that world. Um, and in some cases, it was like, OK, well. Uh, you know, I want to shoot this guy's PCC and try it out. And then, you know, you do and you're like, holy cow, that's a lot different than mine or or whatever. And I think for me, what happened was I got I got an MPX because one of the guys that we shoot with uh, had said, you know, like, hey, that's a really good, you know, setup to get. And he was a pretty good shooter. He's like an A shooter and PCC and uh, older guy. And so I got that. And then I quickly realized, you know, hey, there's a lot to keeping this thing running right it's not just it's 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 really not that great out of the box right it just it required some additional care and feeding and so once i figured that out i was like okay i, I think i got this dialed in uh you know 500 dollars worth of parts later and uh and, and it worked good and then uh i i want to say it was uh terran tactical announced TR9. their yeah they announced their tr9 mm -hmm. and so I'm talking with uh, with Zach Smith, with Taryn, mm -hmm. uh, on on IG, on DM. And I'm like, you know, hey, tell me about this thing, right? It just, I mean, you know how we are, right? We're kind of just social creatures since we have this incredible social media network to us. Mm -hmm. We can just kind of jump in. And uh, so one thing leads to another. And, and he's like, yeah, you ought to order one. Oh, okay. Sounds good. I'll do that. And so I did and, you know, waited until uh, the first batch came. I got one of the first ones and ran that. And that was, you know, going from an MPX to a blowback gun, uh, as the TR-9 is, was certainly a little bit of a learning curve there. And then uh, you, Greg, when you, you got, so you had the MPX, but then. I went, went the other way. I went blowback gun. You went gun. the other way. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I had, I had Matt, I had, uh. I had a local pro build me a, a PCC and yep. it's a, a quarter circle or a quarter circle, 10 upper, lower, so on yep. and so forth. I mean, it's just phenomenal. You know, it's like a, like a six inch combo. It's just a nasty light, less than six pounds um, PCC that, um, that I started out with and Mitch went his way. And then I went that way. And, and uh, that's what we do. We, <laughs> we go different directions and then we meet in the middle because I, um, I shot a, a Da Vinci DC nine for a while, but I kept going back to the uh, custom built gun. And then Mitch went to JP land and has never looked back. And then uh, my JP, I checked on Mitch and I checked on it yesterday. It should be here in three to four weeks. Well, there you go. At least the JP that... five. So then, if if one of your PCCs goes down, you can just swap the other one. You're like, all right, we're that's, sharing this or, gun. 
That's that's exactly yeah, the that's thought, cool. right? So as we started getting down that path, it was like at some point we're gonna have to land on the same platform so yeah. that if something does go awry, we're gonna have, you know, basically <clears throat> a bucket of spare parts that we can dole out, you know, like you're in the military, right? And and I think we're finally gonna get there with the JP5. We both had TR9s at the same time. The JP5 came out and I was not in all seriousness, I've told this story a hundred times to people. I was not going to buy one. I was actually kind of going to boycott the JP five because I, <laughs> I didn't, I was like, I'm not doing that because the, the wait times had been just crazy long for him. Like, man, I am not waiting for that. And we had friends that were like nine months into the wait. Right. Yeah. And I'm not patient enough for that. So one day I literally, I, I, I'm just on gun broker, like perusing. Right. And and all of a sudden I see one and it happens to be local to me. And so I'm like, OK, well, I, I sent an email to the guy and one thing leads to another. We meet up the next day and it's a done deal. Right. And then I show up to the range and uh, and I was like, hey, check out this new gun. And everybody's like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I was I was that guy at that point. Uh, and and so I I sold my TR9 and I have not. Greg's right. I haven't looked back. I, I really enjoy the JP five. It is TR nine is a great gun. MPX. I'm not trying to hate on any of those. I mean, in the right capable hands with, you know, the right patience level, all of those will perform at a GM level. If you want to, I am not a GM by the way, uh, mm -hmm. but, but have seen plenty of people that are high performers with those platforms do extremely well. Now, what really got me on the JP five was the fact that we met uh, Max Leagrandis and Max obviously shoots for JP. I got to shoot his JP five one day and I was just like, man, that is such a night and day difference than anything else that I have, uh, ever experienced. But what I, you know, kind of didn't realize is Max's JP five is not a out of the box JP five, right? It is a lot of modifications to it. So I, I essentially just kind of went down that path of asking him what he had done, you know, getting the kind of experience from him and uh, figuring out that whole thing and landed on one that's, I would say, pretty much a, uh, an exact decoy to, uh, to what Max runs primarily and works great. It's a, for me, I've really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, it's, it's at that point probably that JP just needs to release the the ML edition, right? Like, so they can just buy it. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, for sure. But knowing him, he changed it as soon as they would release it. Then, it, then it's invalid at that point, <laughs> but it's no. correct. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's uh, it, it's a little bit of that, right? I think we all tend to, we look at the, the competitive landscape and we see what the others that are doing well, what are they using? Right. And you know, what, what red dot is, you know, people experiencing, you know, good, whatever it is, you know, stays true and, you know, good battery life, et cetera. And we all kind of flock to that. But when you see what the pros are using in a lot of cases, uh, what I've seen is that they're, uh, some of them are, are just using just like right out of the box guns and, you pick one of those up and it, it, you experience the same thing. Like, man, this thing just runs phenomenal out of the box. And then others like we shoot with, um, with Ben Hart who shoots for Beretta mm -hmm. and he, he has a 92 X that is like highly customized. It, 
really, really, really uh, phenomenal gun. And and you shoot his, and you're like, man, I, I'm going to buy one of these. And then you shoot one out of the box, and you're like, <laughs> this is nothing like Ben's gun. Like, nothing. Yeah, because you got to get all those Tony Systems parts in it and then figure out what the SKUs are. And That's right. Yes. Yeah, there's yes. a lot. And then the custom, you know, work that's going on inside of the gun as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and and the time that he shot uh, Max's JP5, we were at uh, FI Farms with Josh Fralick, and yeah. there's even I mean, there's even a video out there of Josh and Max, and and Max is a tinkerer and a customizer, and Josh is not, and Josh Fralick shoots pretty much a stock JP5. I mean, it's yeah. just right out of the box. And I mean, and their splits are the same. I mean, we've got, uh, we, we had the uh, fortune of sitting there watching uh, Max Legrandis and Josh Freilich do a shoot off on steel. And I'm, I mean, it just blows your mind on um, the Texas star. So to make it challenging, there was a kid ran down range and spun the Texas star as fast as he could ran up range and, and they started the timer and these guys just blistered some steel, you know, um, and so I don't know that uh, JP5 is going to make me any better, but it can't make me any worse, um, you know. So, um, again, we're, you know, less than two years into this competition thing. Well, and maybe, at least from my perspective, maybe the fact is that Max is a lot smaller than Josh. So Max has to tinker with things, and Freilich can pretty much just muscle whatever gun he's shooting. Besides his natural talent, he can just muscle it and just rip splits because he's a freaking lumberjack. I mean, those Minnesota he's a big boys. Boy. He's a <laughs> big boy. Yeah, That's a really good point, and I think that goes into the equation for a lot of buyers as well, right? Is, you know, you look at the person that's running that uh, normally, and, and Max is a good example because he's he's not uh, he's not a big dude. He's extremely uh, agile in the way that he moves. You know, if you watch him, he's just, uh, he's, he's very precise in his movement. And so he makes up for things that, you know, a lot of us would, uh, I would say we would kind of miss the mark on, and it's not necessarily because we couldn't do it. It's just, he's got that experience. Then you, you flip and you look at Josh and the way that he runs uh, one gun, two gun, three gun, whichever. And I mean, it's just a phenomenally different type of uh, stage execution than mm. uh, than how Max does. But to Greg's point, Josh's JP5 was legit out of the box with Vortex Optics on it. And that was it. There was nothing right. special about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe that might be, all, I, I guess like another point I can make is maybe that's the fact that, you know, Josh has been a, sponsored shooter in the industry a lot longer than max has and he's just like eh, they give me a gun i'm gonna shoot it i'm gonna show how good it is i don't need to do anything to it and good point like i said well and he's he said he is not a tinker he is not going to tear something apart and rebuild it um whereas max will try five different triggers you know he'll try five different lockers uh he'll try different ammo and stuff like that that's how mitch is Mitch, Mitch's favorite hammer, or favorite toy is a hammer, and he will, he will take something stock and he will have it ripped down. I mean, the Ford F three fifty. I mean, you know, he just rebuilds the suspension, brand new truck, rebuilds the suspension. Um, I'm not, I'm not a tinkerer. I mean, I don't play with it. I do take Mitch's lead. I'll take other people's advice on, you know, the hyperfire clips because it's a really fast trigger, um, and it can hold up to the beatings that we give 
bit, right? So, you know, um, the Geisley SD3, uh, I think we've kind of, you know, switched over to those. Um, really enjoying those triggers just for the same thing. I mean, they really fast splits and, and, and they can hold up to, you know, all the, all the torture that we give it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, there's always going to be those people, but I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of in that camp. So once it's set up for me, I'm like, I'm done. I like say it's built. I'm good. I'll just learn how to run it. Um, yeah, then, same. Yeah. And, and, and then at that point, it's also a confidence thing too. It's like, is my gun going to work? Well, yes, I know it's going to work because I haven't messed with it at all. You know, <laughs> I, I bet Mitch has a story or two of when he was tinkering with it and then he didn't make it go work. <laughs> True, true story that and uh and if you reload your own ammo right you get into that hole you start going down that path and uh yeah to your point i've i've done pretty much from taking a brand new i mean i, I hadn't even shot my jp5 and i had it completely pulled apart and was changing out the trigger the foreign foregrip and uh you know optics and i mean i i think i called jp literally before i had shot it i called them and said hey can i get the upper changed out to the side charger upper i didn't get that they're like the what like yeah the one like maxes they're like yeah no we're not doing that right now like, Pro oh, prototype <laughs> yeah like just go shoot the gun and have fun with it like oh okay all right cool uh, but you know i i think when when we get it to the level like you talked about alex where we're confident in the platform and we've got the the ammo dialed that's when actually uh defining you know what exactly our skill set is at that point you can't blame it on the equipment anymore right it's like okay well this thing performs to a certain level now i've got to make the human perform to that uh you know level at at, at some point right i mean everything for me goes into you know uh panic mode whenever the beep goes off right that just so that's mental management it doesn't matter how I can have the best equipment on the planet, but you know, in, in my mind, if I don't have focus and I don't have, you know, my energy levels, not where I need it to be. Uh, if I didn't, you know, get good rest or, you know, whatever, all the, just the human things that we've got to take care of, I'm not going to shoot a good match. I mean, you can give me Max's gun and you can have Max standing right there telling me what to shoot. It's just not going to happen. You know? So I think there's a lot of different, uh, elements to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's, it's, it's interesting how everyone has to go on that path for themselves to figure it out and, and go on to the next thing. And it's, it's, everyone has, like I said, everyone's got their own path, but we all kind of make it to there in the end, which is, which is nice. Yeah. And th that was something I struggled with. That was the reason that I created Make Nutrition was because I had, I've been in the fitness world, uh, you know, uh, for the last 15 plus years. Um, as a bodybuilder hobbyist, if you will, and, um, and I always stayed fit. I, I was morbidly obese at, at 174 pounds and felt bad all the time. I didn't know how bad I, you know, had felt. Um, but then um, as as I got into the shooting world, people were asking me, they were like, how do you stay so fit? How do you stay in shape? How do you, you know, how do you seem to have energy, you know, after stage four? How do you, you know, seem so on and so forth? And I was like, well, I, I mean, 
it's three basic sim, uh, principles. There's nu nutrition. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it literally goes back to health class in school. You are what you eat. Uh, it goes back to nutrition, nutrition, exercise, and rest. And with adequate amounts of those things, then, then you can perform, you know, at your best. And so when I came into uh, competitive shooting, I looked around and like I say, I just fell in love with the people and there were so many overnourished and undernourished, you know, shooters. And they were asking me, you know, these questions about, you know, uh, how do you, how do you get energy? How do you get stamina? How do you get focus? So on and so forth. Same response every single time it's nutrition, exercise and rest. Um, but, uh, you know, our athleticism is a little bit different because if you take a pre-workout, protein shake or something like that and you go to the gym for an hour or maybe even two hours what goes up must come down right um you start competitive shooting and the majority of our time is taping and resetting or roing or something like that and so we're on stage i mean we're we're on the range you know anywhere from five six seven and you know the case of dragon's cup 13 hours straight um you don't really have time to you know to crash and try to recover from that. You got to find something that's going to augment your, you know, nutrition or, you know, whatever you have going on. I mean, I get, I know shooters that for breakfast, they would drink a regular Coca-Cola. That's their breakfast, you know, okay. uh, of course that's just, you know, caffeine and sugar and that's, there's nothing nutritious in that whatsoever, but that's all they knew, you know, up into that point. So um, I, I started giving, you know, some of those, tips and tricks. I have a personal trainer. Uh, I work you know, closely with people, you know, that are in and around the, the National Football League in, in Dallas. Um, I've got uh, licensed therapists. Uh, like I say, if you lift weights and, you know, you stay physically fit, you're going to have injury and so on and so forth. So I was able to kind of pass on um, the knowledge and experience that I had. But uh, and coming back from, from uh, Odessa, I was like, okay, well, I think I can help these people. And uh, so I was able to come back to Dallas and uh, spend hundreds of hours on examine.com. And I knew what I wanted, Alex, but uh, what you want and what you can afford in a commercially available product is two different things, right? Mm -hmm. So I had a list of ingredients uh, of certain things. And then uh, poor Mitch and, and my other local shooters, I was using them, you know, as my research and development and, uh, you know, and pitching ideas off of them and stuff like that. And I was reaching out to companies in Georgia and New York and Los Angeles and, and Utah and stuff like that, nutraceutical companies. And people just really wouldn't give me the time of day. Um, but I was able to find a guy locally uh, whose family uh, owns a nutraceutical company and they're, they're global. And so that was the missing piece that I needed to kind of fulfill my dream. The, uh, the hydration product, which has energy focus and stamina all in it without uh, caffeine or stimulants or anything like that. That's the thing that uh, we've been able to, to take to Texas shooters, to Arizona shooters, uh, people that, you know, withstand the heat and, and the, the length of the matches that we're shooting and and uh, originally they were just like okay Greg this this is good dude this is really good um and so we were able to uh to package that from you know what May of 2022 and then we launched on January the 7th and um you know I just like I say 
just truly blessed that I was able to come out with that. The pre-workout, the you know the the stem and the non-stem, I mean those were no-brainers for me. They're all natural resources. All of our raws are are completely natural and and pure. And then um, again, I wasn't really looking for a recovery or a protein drink, uh, but I was able to find a uh, 34 gram protein powder that has 10 grams of collagen in it, uh, which for us that's fantastic because the collagen adds to, you know, the, the tendon and the muscle recovery and the aches and the pains and stuff like that. Yeah. So I had a dream of, uh, wake, wake a shooter up, keep a shooter going, and then, you know, wind them down at the end of the day. And, uh, my experience was just from those ideals or, you know, those core principles, users are amazing. I mean, they're, they're constantly like just yesterday, uh, there was a shooter that was having struggle uh, with energy and stamina. And, um, and I said, well, how's your nutrition? He told me, and I said, well, that's your first problem is you're under eating. And uh, so I gave him, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, I gave him some tips of, you know, five eggs in the morning with a cup of oatmeal and stuff like that. And so he sent me a picture of his bowl of oatmeal with a scoop of our recovery protein on top of it. And I said, dude, I've never, I wouldn't have never thought of that, but it's amazing though, right? Mm -hmm. So you got your carbohydrates and you got your proteins and your collagen all in, you know, your breakfast and start off. Um, so, I mean, this thing, you know, it started off with just a dream or an idea of mine. I went back to my range, uh, talked to my range owner and come to find out he had been in the supplement industry for 20 years. Uh, I mean, who knew? I mean, so he was able to give me some, some ideas and direction and, <clears throat> And uh, I was able to reach out to Kenzie Fitzpatrick. Um, I'd listened to a lot of podcasts, not just yours. I'd listened to a lot of podcasts of what, um, you know, who who's doing what in, in the industry. Uh, you might've caught uh, Brian Connolly's Hunter's HD Gold. I mean, he, he tried our product live, you know, yeah. on uh, Instagram one night and um, Kenzie texts me in the background and she said, Hey, uh, would you give Brian a call? And first I'm thinking, I don't, I don't, Brian who? <laughs> and so, and so she's like Brian Conley. And I was like, Oh my God. And so I gave him a call and I'm, I'm talking to Brian and, and he said, you know, did you see me taste test your product? And I went, no, but I, so I came in and I watched it and, uh, you know, and then we partnered up right away. So, I mean, just again, the shooting industry phenomenal people um and and they're always there to help and and to give you good honest feedback whether you're shooting uh whether it's in business i mean i've met so many people you know just um uh, since i started this business oh absolutely and this this industry is so cool and there's a, a bunch of uh different companies to partner with and it's it's nice to see when another brand themselves pick up on what you're doing and um and adapt with themselves like hunters like brian brian's always looking at the next thing he's looking for the future it seems like when whatever he does so he's always making those plans but um um i like to see that you you know you talk to a bunch of shooters in your area you got you know and uh you, you got the ideas off of them um and whatnot but did you uh, <laughs> did, uh as you're developing your product did you uh use them as guinea pigs as well as like test you know um taste testing your samples at that point so I didn't use them as guinea pigs, but I used myself. And so, okay. uh, again, before I had a formula or before I had a product, um, I didn't really have any choice. I just went to supplements.com and in my uh, guest bathroom. 
And um, so I created the lab and I was looking at the ingredients and the measurements and amounts and stuff like that and uh, flavors and different Um, actually going to a map. I mean, so there was a the first stage I went up to, and I'd done the walkthrough. So, I, I mean, I knew the target array. The two targets to the right, three targets in the portal, run to the left. There's two targets on the Just bolt to the left. And I'm thinking, man, why? pointed through the portal and they were like are you ever going to shoot those three targets in there i was like well might have been a little over amped on that day so um so no i never did try a final first Uh, some of the shooters said, man, we really don't need, there's two types of shooters, there's two types of people. There's caffeine all the way and more caffeine, or there's no caffeine at all. I created the two formulas, um, but um, some of the other shooters, uh, they told me, they said, why don't you, why don't you cut the caffeine out of the ammunition product, the hydration product? And I said, that's done. I mean, we're, we're already done that. So there was some fine tuning, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's cool to see that you, you know, you used yourself as the test bed for your product and, and be able to take that feedback from people. And uh, you definitely could see the effects of it on some stages and you're like, oops, a little, a little too much on the go, go juice, but um, yeah, overshot the mark. Mm-hmm. But it's nice you you you're not like Sig who uh, uses their customers as a Ted uh, as a test base like they do for some of their guns, but um, yeah, I don't know what's happening with them lately. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that because but that's been funny in the news lately. But um, I did have a question uh, that came up a little bit earlier. You said you were a bodybuilder, you know, am on the amateur level, um, and I'm a and you're in the nutrition field, you know, with all your things, you know, um, I'm assuming you see all these commercials about V shred and all these things like about, you know, stop running on the treadmill and things, um, on, on social media all the time. Or is that just me? Do I just see it or do you see it? No, 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 no. I think we all do. We all, we all do. I think there's, I, I don't think there's a time that you can pull up your phone on any social media and just get, you know, bombarded with, stop dieting stop this stop exercising so on and so forth and you know in the 15 years that that i've been in the fitness and around fitness um people ask me all the time they were like what about this diet what about this program what about this and my canned response is all diets work mm -hmm. that, that's it they all work um now so like I said, I was morbidly obese and I made a transition back in 2006, uh, 274 pounds, 13 months later, I was at 221 pounds. I had to get in shape to get in shape. And once, I mean, and I had a lot of really good people help me accomplish that. Um, but the keys that they held in me at that time was caloric deficit or caloric burn. Mm -hmm. You're, I mean, you can all, like I say, all diets work, do them. Um, 
the fact that I lost that amount of weight is, is okay. I mean, that's good. Yay me. Yay, Greg. Um, but the, the most important thing to me is I've been able to keep that weight off over 15 years. So I still weighed, uh, 221 this morning, you know, so I'm still the same weight as I was, you know, 15 years ago, 16 years ago in the same instance of people that's predominantly people want to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. That's right. I mean, because we're as a society obsessed with overweight or, you know, big people or what have you. Um, but then what about the, you know, the underweight guys? What about the guys that just can't gain weight and maintain weight? And that's where, you know, my friendship with with Mitch came in. And, and I've been telling him for years, the only way you're going to pack on muscle is your, your nutrition. You're going to have to eat. And I mean, you have to eat constantly. Um, I, my mindset was that I had to change live to eat to eat to live. And anybody that knows me, they know, you know, Greg eats all day long. I mean, that six meals a day, that's true. Um, you know, what's in those six meals, then that's even more important. I'll, I'll let Mitch kind of tell his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So from my vantage point, <clears throat> what I struggled with pretty much all my life was um, I was the skinny kid, uh, you know, that no matter what I did, I could not get ahead in, you know, what I would say is just like, you know, bringing my physique up to the level that, you know, seemingly the, the folks that were around me, friends or whatever, uh, were in that boat. And Greg and I, he's exactly right. We talked for years. I mean, years, like I would, man, what do I, I got to do something like, and, and he, and he said the same thing, right? The message never changed. Right. And it would be like, if we were, we're training a new shooter, how to shoot USPSA, right? We could say like, you know, hey, here's the five fundamentals. You've got to get this stuff right. And then they come back like five years later and they're like, so what do I need to do to get like here? Okay, well, let's go back to the basics. And from my perspective, it was, I had a, uh, my, my diet wasn't really a diet. It was just eat whatever I wanted and in excess or not. So there'd be cases where, uh, you know, I would wake up and I would have a, a Red Bull for breakfast and then I would have a hamburger at lunch and then I'd have some pizza at dinner and then next day go into whatever I wanted to do then. Right. It might be, you know, no breakfast and then Chinese food and then maybe no dinner, but a piece of chocolate cake. Guess what? You're never going to get ahead. As a matter of fact, you're just going to go backward. And that's exactly where I was. So my my weight fluctuated uh, in in the negative mostly. So I think the most that I ever weighed was uh, probably about one, like when I was during that time, was about 148-ish around there. Uh, but when we started, when Greg was like, uh, you know, let me know whenever you want to get serious and, you know, uh, God bless his soul. I, I I wanted to get serious. It was just, it took there had to be some event that occurred. And I remember a buddy of mine, I'm 46 years old now. I remember a buddy of mine, uh, probably 10 years ago, I was 36. He was turning like 42 or something. And he said, you'll see when you turn 40, everything's going to change. You're going to have to get yourself in gear because everything's going to be harder. And if you don't start now, and I remember, I think about it all the time. If I didn't, if I started then, where would I be? Right. And so that's not to say I have 
lots of regret and I'm not going to, you know, change. It's exactly the opposite is there was a day that came and I made that decision. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try the things that Greg has said to try eat more food. Okay. Drink more water. Okay. Uh, put the sodas down. Don't drink sodas. Okay. I'll do that. I mean, I went from drinking six to eight Cokes a day. No lie. I mean, I, I drank Cokes all the time. And I would mix in Red Bulls and a five-hour energy, whatever it was, just whatever it took to keep me going. But my my system was on a constant sugar up and down, just crash and rise and fall all day long. And so uh, whenever it was, uh, we kind of hit that point where it was like, okay, so let's uh, let's do something different. And And so I listened and it was a matter of uh, logging food for me was a huge deal because that put accountability into it, right? I could see my food and, you know, whatever app you want to use, there's lots of them. There's my fitness pal you can get for free and just put your food in there and you'll see really quickly what you eat and what you don't eat, right? If you set uh, a certain amount of caloric intake, for me, it had to be a caloric surplus. So if I was normally taking in 1800 calories, realistically, I needed to be taking in like 3,600 calories. Yeah double my calories. And that meant to not only be eating meals, but also supplements in between those meals. So it had to be protein shakes uh, and not only just a protein shake, but protein shake with uh, a supplement like Carbolin that would you know drive high carbs. So high protein, high carbs, sometimes it's higher on the carbs for me. And uh, as I started to look at that formula and Greg was just like, okay, if this is working, then do this for a period of time. Okay, I'll do that for a period of time. And what do you know? The weight started packing on. And I was like, holy cow, this is crazy. And I can't tell you how many times. I mean, he. I, I guarantee you I, I would text him two times a day with my weight check-in. He didn't ask for that, right? He didn't, he didn't care about that. But it was, it, from my perspective, it was accountability. And so yeah. in doing that, I was able to, you know, kind of get to that next level. The day that I broke 150 pounds, I was like, holy cow. And Greg's like, well, yeah, what's your target goal? And I was like, I, I don't even know. Well, how are, what are you working towards if you don't have a target goal? I don't know. What should it be? And he's like, what about 170? Well, I'll never get to 170. That's crazy. Right. And, you know, a little bit at a time that just implementing the same things, um, I was able to get to, I would say my fighting weight now is 165. I hit 170 occasionally, uh, but where I kind of fluctuate in and out of is about 160, 164 to like 168. And, and I can control that weight pretty easily. I can go, you know, if I want to overeat essentially and, and, and take in a lot of surplus, uh, because say I'm going to go, you know, do a, you know, strenuous activity or whatever, um, then I can do that. But I've also gotten to a place where I realized uh, exactly like what Greg said, right? It that for me, food is fuel. It's not necessarily anymore. I've got to go have the best meal that I can. Hey, if we're going to have a hamburger, let's go and try and find the best hamburger in Dallas. How about just get a hamburger and eat it, mm -hmm. right? And and then you know, occasionally it's it's fun to treat ourselves. Uh, with good meals, but it shouldn't be that life revolved. For me, the experience was my life didn't need to revolve around finding the best meal that I possibly could. 
so today I'm I'm on uh, meal prep. So I do I actually order in meal prep food every uh, twice a week actually, and then um, my son who's uh, 20 years old, same program as, as well. He's gained like five pounds in doing that. He's he's a a, a skinny uh, tall kid, and so he's got the exact same genes same stuff going on with his uh, high metabolism. So it just increase the caloric intake and make it good food. Uh, and then getting into the fitness level of it, as we all know, when we're combining the nutrition and the fitness, because ultimately we're trying to be better shooters, right? And yeah. uh, the, the, the thing that I kind of extrapolated from all of that is uh, I'm doing this not only to be in better shape, but also the sport that I love really, it's kind of a requirement, you know, I mean, we, we see certain people that kind of just like boggle our minds, right? You got like the guy that's, um, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's some pretty big people that shoot USPSA very competitively. I mean, they are mm -hmm. like rock star shooters and I look at it and I'm like, man, that person is, uh, their skill set is like top notch because they're doing it as what I would say a more challenged person uh, in in that regard. So from my perspective, I wanted to get to a place where if I could get my system you know, where I need it to be, then I'm just ruling out yet another variable in the equation. And again, then it, from my perspective, it goes back into the, the mental management thing. Um, so I think that's uh, that's kind of where, where I land. You know, it's, it's a matter of um, dialing the diet, getting the fitness right, and then, you know, that last uh, leg on the stool is rest. You got to have really, really good, consistent rest because, um, you know, the all, all the sayings that we see like on social media, that's like, you know, you can sleep tomorrow kind of thing. Oh, yeah, you can also die tomorrow. And one of the major things that is wrong with society today is uh, is a lack of rest, a lack of sleep. And, you know, if you could just carve out, you know, shut your systems down a little earlier in the day, you know, cut your caffeine off by five o'clock or earlier um, and try to get to bed by, you know, 10 or 11 instead of one or two. And mm -hmm. you'd be amazed by how much better your life is. Yeah. And, and that's so true as well. Like even for me lately, like I, like I'll even say this, I've been trying to get eight hours of sleep a night, but I've noticed I've had better sleep with less hours of sleep. Like the quality of sleep is better, like with around six, six and a half instead of that eight hours I was trying to achieve. And it's quite interesting because, you know, we all talk about rest and we want to get enough rest. And I'm like, maybe I'm getting a too much rest. And it's it was just odd for me. Like even in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed this. Even if I stay up another hour, my, my sleep quality is better. So what changed? Just staying up a little bit later. I don't like other than maybe a little bit of stress, but I mean, got it. But I mean, it's not like it was too bad, but it just seems like I try to go to bed by 930 every night and then have to get up at 530 in the morning to go to work. And I just I'd wake up every other hour. And, you know, as soon as you start the toss and turns, it's 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 kind of over at that point, you know. Yep. And then you never look at the alarm clock. Never look at the alarm clock in the middle of the night, because <laughs> then the then the brain says, "Oh, you only have two hours left. You need to get up now." I'm like, "Yeah, panic, panic, panic." Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it, we all have that. Mm -hmm. I agreed, and I I was gonna say so. 
planning your sleep is another thing that a lot of high performers out there. I was listening to a, a podcast the other day by a guy by the name of Dan Go, and he's like a performance coach to you know a lot of high performing people, high performing professionals, and and he talked about that. Um, being able to dial your rest in to the way that uh, works well for you, right? And not every person is six hours, seven hours, eight hours. Uh, some people are very, very capable of functioning on five hours, five and a half hours of sleep. Uh, but it's a matter of finding that window, getting your circadian rhythm correct. I mean, there's just a whole lot of science behind that. And uh, a lot of it really comes into when we get into the nutritional elements of it, of, you know, if you have a, a really heavy meal before bed, like, you know, uh, garlic chicken or something like, uh, you're going to be a different sleeper without a doubt. You know, if your last meal of the day is just some, you know, big greasy spoon kind of deal, that's going to be, uh, heavily affecting your capability of getting to sleep and, uh, and keeping sleep. And of course there's alcohol consumption as well. You get into that whole thing, caffeine consumption late in the day. Uh, so the more that, you know, we dial that kind of stuff back or, you know, even just pull, take it out of your life, right? Uh, and realize that there's ways to, you know, supplement stuff like that. Then uh, there's a ton of people that, that go, I, I don't know how the heck they do it, but they go through life completely without caffeine, right? And um, and that's, they say that's the, that's the way that they're able to, you know, perform at, at a high level. And I'm like, I... I can't imagine it, but I, I can absolutely imagine life with a lower level of caffeine uh, because that that is uh, definitely helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, a life without coffee is kind of sad. I don't I wouldn't want to live a life without coffee. Oh, no doubt. I... Thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching this awesome episode with Greg Earnhardt and Mitch Chapman of Make Ready Nutrition. Um, if, if you've learned anything from this one, I, I appreciate it. Go check them out uh, as well. I've learned a lot and uh, we're going to continue to have an awesome conversation until the end of the episode, but let's get to our meat and potatoes of why we cut it in the middle and have a commercial. We talk about our sponsors, our partners here at Manny Talk Shooting, and we appreciate them very much. So as we title the sponsor of the podcast, Go Fast, Don't Suck, uh, they support us in great ways, giving, working us with banners and whatnot and jerseys. And uh, it's great support that uh, Bill, Bill deserves. Uh, some some love back from the community so go check them out go buy some stuff you know as i say everything in the beginning go check them out uh, go fast don't suck.net tell them man he sent you move on with your day i can't forget hunter's hd gold brian's one of the hardest working men in our sport he's always out there pumping and grinding and making sure that everyone is there having a great time at the match and you know having awesome eyewear to look fantabulous on the range don't forget we got our friends over at dominatedefense.com use the code manny talks 10 for 10 percent off your mach 1 speed belt combo best belt in the business i'm gonna tell you that my favorite belt it's got an awesome ratchet you know it's just made well made in the u.s of a can't beat that 100 don't forget run over to divtechshop.com our friend nathan dively's company of divtech he uh makes awesome 3d printed magnets and uh they're pretty fantastic i like them and i enjoy them on my belt i wish i had more and i kind of should get more because you never can have enough magnets and i don't know why i have the hiccups now but anyway Use the code Talk shooting for 10% off your order there. Uh, don't forget my friends over at Laugh and Low, Tony and Jackie, the Pew Time podcast. Uh, they also have awesome, awesome shirts and match apparel that you need. Uh, get the official Talk shooting t-shirt. Uh, I, I need more of them. Duh. 
but uh, you can get an AFT agent shirt. You can go get a Supreme Division shirt. Only shoot open because it's the only division you want to be shooting. Um, that's just my opinion because open guns are awesome. Just go check them out. Don't forget, run over to Chili Custom Gunworks or ccgunworks.com. Um, get an Ely 2 grip, an L2 grip, whatever. You want an open gun, limited gun built till your builder. Chili Custom Gunworks parts. Um, can't forget Eric Steiner, Johnny Giordano, rangepanda.com. They're fantastic. They're awesome high-level shooters who are supporting the shooting sports through their endeavors through 3D printing, um, CNC lasering, and um, well, lasering and CNC machining. Duh. Uh, they make awesome things for your press and that you need as a competitive shooter. Uh, honestly, they're awesome. Target Suicide manufactures the finest steel targetry on the planet. I think it is true. You should believe it too because they are awesome. They support the shooting sports and uh, they're, they're freaking awesome people. Jason Wood is great. He uh, goes support matches. He supports USPSA matches for the most part. PCSL is his main thing, but hey, check them out. Um, TargetsUSA.com. TimHeronShooting.com, guys. He got me on the map of practical shooting. Go check him out. Get in a class before it's filled out. It's probably already filled. If you want him in your area, get on it now because he's probably already filling for 2024 and 2025. Just going to tell you that right now. Uh, can't forget our great friends, John Royer at Outdoor Dynamics, working hard to get that back order down to zero as fast as possible without sacrificing any quality. Let's go check Outdoor Dynamics. Um, use the code Manny, M-A-N-N-Y, for 5% off your order. So right, go check them out. Also, our friends over at Summit City Bullets, Tony. Uh, he's a new friend of ours, and uh, he's going to give you a code MTS10% sign for 10% off your order of some Summit City projectiles. 115, 124, 135, 147, and 160 grain, I think. Um, so go check them out. They've got awesome different colors if you want. Um, High-tech coated bullets. Uh, summitcitybullets.com. Use the code MTS10%. So there you go. Have it. There's the sponsors of the show, guys. Go check them out. I appreciate every single one of them. But until let's get to the back half of this episode with Make Ready Nutrition. Like I say, I caffeine sensitive, but um, I got to have my two cups of coffee in the morning or it's just going to be a good day. Um, <laughs> but to touch on uh, one thing that, that Ms. said, and one thing that I've focused on with this company is, is uh, um, sugar is killing America. I mean, it just really is. It's the cause of heart disease. It's the cause of everything. And that was one of the big things that I learned early on is how much sugar intake, um, you know, that, that I was consuming. Um, and not just, you know, regular sugar in your coffee or sugar in products, but mainly the sugar in your food and anything that's, you know, white bread or anything like that or pizza dough uh, is carbohydrates and carbohydrates turn into sugar in your body and so on and so forth. And so once I started cutting that out of my life, um, my health started getting better. I was in really bad health. Um, and so once I started cutting those, you know, bad carbs out of my life and the sugar out of my life and then replace those with complex carbs. So my go-to is like Jasmine rice or uh, maybe even oatmeal in the morning or something like that, getting those carbs earlier in the day. And then, and I didn't do any of this on my own guys. I, you know, I sought out people. So I sought out uh, personal trainers. I sought out nutritionists, anybody that has, you know, uh, a company subsidized or corporate subsidized insurance today have access to a nutritionist. I didn't know that. 
Um, and once I had gone to a nutritionist when I first started, you know, they basically just, they just looked at me and said, we got to change a lot about your life. Even five years after I had lost all the weight and gotten fit, I still continued to go to that nutritionist and we would tweak those things. And, and I mean, first and foremost is get the sugar out of your life, find the things. Well, Mitch talked about logging the food. It's not so much about logging the food just to see, you know, how bad you ate or how good you ate during the day. It's, it's also about looking at those macronutrients and those, so the complex carbs and the proteins and the good fats. And once you start incorporating that into your life, for me, it turned into a better lifestyle. And then I incorporated something that somebody passed on to me called sleep hygiene. And um, I never heard such a word, but I started incorporating. So Alex, you said you, you try to get to bed around 9.30 at night, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I try to get to bed about 10, um, and that's lowering the lights, getting off the electronics, uh, not laying in bed watching TV, you know, so on and so forth, just kind of quieting things down. I can do that easier now because we're empty nesters. We don't have kids. Um, I have a wife that gets uh, – are you familiar with what a Zoomie is? What, like when pets get Zoomies right before they go to bed or something like that, they run around. So my wife does that. And so she'll start kicking around and she has this one little bat burst of energy or something like that. Um, and I will, you know, I'll just say sleep hygiene, sleep hygiene. I'm just playing with her, but you know, uh, originally I, I try to lower that down. Now what happens when we travel to matches? Well, then your sleep hygiene, your schedule, your routine, everything goes out the window. Right. And then physically matches seem to be a little bit more physically, you know, um, Uh, demanding of us, um, you know, just for the simple fact that, you know, you're gone two or three days and you're shooting AM and AM or, you know, you're walking stages, you're with your buddies and, you you know, you want to hang out and you want to have a good time. So uh, that's been an adjustment uh, for me is to how to incorporate my nutrition and my sleep, you know, my rest or something like that uh, whenever we travel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's definitely something I've also tried to implement, um, as you talk about, you know, sleep hygiene, you know, trying to do that a little bit sooner. Like my phone goes on, do not disturb at a certain point. So if it, it won't ring, but I might see it, but you know, calming down and it's definitely, that's been nice over the past couple of months when I started doing that. And it's, instead of going full bore, I've never been someone to watch TV in bed. Like we have a a bed, a TV in the bedroom, but it's like, it never is turned on. I don't know why it sits there anyway. <laughs> but yeah, as you said about matches, those those long days, a lot of people aren't prepared for those. And even myself thinking like, I'm not in the best of shape. I could always be in better shape, but I'm not the worst one off. But those days are still rough, even on somebody who's actively trying to hydrate and stay hydrated and moving. And those are their challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and trying to stay fueled up. Right. So, I mean, like I say, I, uh, there's only one way to keep a, a campfire hot and that's keep throwing logs on it. Um, but when you don't have access to that food or something like that, we, you know, I think we all kind of struggle with, you know, how to, how to keep going, how to get past that third or fourth stage, you know, sinking energy. I mean, stage one, we're all amped up anyway, you know, we're ready to go. I mean, this is what we've worked for, all week and so on and so forth, you know, and probably me personally, I'm a little bit too amped up. Right. So I just shot the roadrunner shootout in Fresno and stage one for me was a thinking stage. And I'd probably walked it. I don't know, maybe 30, 40 times. I watched other shooters or something like that. I got up and I knew I was going to do this. Um, and I got up there and, um, you know, make ready, 
and then all of a sudden shooter ready and i just boy i got fired up and uh so i took my first target my second target and then the third target was a little bit trickier shot i could have been more patient and i shot the wall and then i shot the wall again and i was and I don't know about you, but I, I know mentally I'm trying to tell myself, you know, cadence, pace, slow down, get your hits, so on and so forth. But it just seemed like my body, my gun, my trigger finger, my feet, none of that was listening to my mind at that point. And I was just balls out and just uh, shooting everything and then ended up, you know, getting three mics on the stage. And that's stage one. Right. So no matter how shoot you, how good you shoot the rest of the match you're at a deficit, you know, you just zeroed it. So, um, so, you know, I think we all suffer with that. And if we can probably go back and apply the, you know, the Steve Anderson's mental management and, you know, and continue with that from like target number one to the last target of the day. Um, that's what I'm trying to bring to the physical aspect of it, to the nutrition aspect of it, to the supplement aspect of it is, I mean, Steve Anderson has got the mental management on lock. Kiddo Bussy has got the move, smart move on lock. You know, so Greg Earnhardt is trying to bring in, you know, the nutrition and the supplement aspect of the shooting so that you got the three legs of the steel, uh, of the stool, as Mitch said, and you're trying to pull those things together. So now it's just up to practice, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's actually a really good way of putting it, too. As you're right, you know, Kita's got her move thing. Steve is great on the mental management side. You know, he's figured out a way to make that system work for a lot of shooters. And it's developed a lot of shooters, too. And, like, national, you know, national champion contenders. Like, uh, he always talks about Jay Beal. You know, Jay Beal's a freaking beast of nature. And he's freaking, I want to, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't put Betty, bet money on it. But I don't know if he's lighter than Mitch or not. Hmm. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty light. Yeah, well, you see that. I mean, a couple months ago, he was running barefoot through the woods in Maine. It was like crazy. What? Day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, he's got a crazy mental attitude about it, and it's that that man. He'll do whatever he wants to with his mindset to it. So, well, he's maniacal, right? And I think mm -hmm. a lot of us are maniacal about our sport, and we care that much about it. Um, and, and we're willing to do whatever we need to do, um, in, in the capability of what are, you know, or the capabilities of, I mean, I'm 61 years old. I'm only going to be able to shoot as fast as I'm going to be able to shoot. I'm only going to be able to get a side pitcher as fast as I'm going to be able to get a side pitcher. Um, so that's great. And so whenever I looked at this sport and I really wanted to give back to everything that had been given to me, I, I mean, I'm a realist, I'm, I, I'm not a gun manufacturer or accessory manufacturer or anything like that but um i thought about well i've got you know 15 plus years as a consumer of supplements and nutrition and i've got access to nutritionists and to uh professional athletes to um you know different people i mean there's i work out at at a, a gym in dallas to where the world champions uh, work out at and uh, so I have access to, you know, to them. You asked, Alex, you asked earlier if I'd ever, you know, tested any products out on shooters. I might have tested some products out on some personal trainers and some, <laughs> you know, some fitness experts and some IFBB pros and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, you know, these guys are experts in that field. And so they were they were good, honest feedback. Um, a lot of them wanted to tell me, you know, you want more, you want more, you want more. But, you know, once I exposed uh, – I 
I introduced them to the practical shooting world, they were like, wait, whoa, we never heard about this. So yeah, you are athletes, but you don't really need to, you know, squat 450 pounds. Um, what you guys need to be able to do is think of it as a triathlete. You know, you need to be strong. You need to be have stamina. You need to have focus and mental clarity. And so that's exactly where my ammunition product uh, formula came from was, um, it was made for triathletes in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And uh, my formulator is amazing with, with flavors. Um, but with formulas, he created it for his daughter who was a triathlete. And then that expanded out into golfers and to tennis players. And it never went commercial. Uh, nobody ever, you know, picked it up um, until I got it. And nobody has that formula anywhere in the industry that I've been able to find. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, um, you know, you, you talked about the flavors and whatnot. You've got what berry and uh, lemon at the moment, I'm assuming. For the pre-workout, yeah, mm-hmm. the performance. Right. Yep, performance. Are you planning on expanding the line in flavors, or you think you're just going to stick to those flavors? No, we've got, like I said, we've got access to any flavor that we want. Um, the thing was, to, you know, to get a product. Um, I mean, if you look at the tub, I personally had to pick out the tub size, the scoop size, the, the logo on the tub. Um, I mean, I, graf- I had a graphics artist team and access to a phenomenal, you know, professional team and stuff like that. But I still got an input. So like the directions, um, the the name of the company was based upon every time, you know, we went to a match. The first thing you hear is make ready. So I was like, well, that's kind of cool, man. Uh, I just mentioned I got our. Uh, RO certifications at the time. And so I was walking around, you know, saying make ready anyway. And uh, so I thought, well, make ready nutrition, that would be kind of cool. And then so for the uh, performance powder, I mean, it, and so those names have changed. And so there's several iterations. There was uh, perform, ammo, and recover. Um, so there was, you know, changes in, um, you can't call it that because I also have access to a uh, general counsel. And so they've done research on all these names and all these different product names and stuff like that uh, to where that's not even the original logo that we started out with. Um, and so, uh, you know, it was like, well, what's the most points you can get on a target? you know, two alpha. Um, mm-hmm. so that was like, okay, well, that's pretty cool. So, uh, can I get the name two alpha and, and my uh, general counsel came back and they said that's available. So, um, the directions on how to use, you know, take 30 minutes, you know, mix with eight to 10 ounces, uh, 30 minutes before hammer down. I've got people in the fitness industry that have picked up on these products and they're like, man, this stuff is really good. It, it gives me enough energy without giving me the shakes and so on and so forth. But what the hell is hammer down me? And I was like, without getting into a discussion about what is practical shooting, because nobody really understands that, um, is like, drop the hammer. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, I get that. So, so, so yeah, to expand the flavors, I mean, that's definitely on the horizon. Um, we are about to, uh, so the other two questions that we had the most were, hey, can you come out in a stick pack? And, you know, so we can throw this in our range bag and uh, like, yeah, I, I mean, I can do anything. It, um, it, it just takes money. Right. And yeah. so um, we started with a certain amount of seed funding, seed funding uh, on, on my own. And then I brought in a business partner who handles all the operations and the manufacturing and the distribution logistics and so on and so forth. Um, but the next flavor that I want to bring out, um, which bear with me is vanilla for the protein powder because I really want to be able to make <laughs> protein pancakes. 
Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, that that does sound good. Or waffles, waffles. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, uh, cookies and cream, or um, you know, like some people have come up with, you know, peach cobbler. You know, some of the other things. Yeah. So, like I say, I've got a formulator right now. Um, the we're uh, we're going to be releasing this, so I can go ahead and talk about it. I hadn't been able to talk about it because the second thing that's been most requested is a ready to drink or, you know, like a canned energy drink or something like that. The uh, company, um, you know, that I work with for my formulations, they have a canning uh, facility uh, not far from the manufacturing facility. And so they have a keto energy drink, which is kind of weird. Um, so it has the ketones, actual ketones, uh, which are good for you. I mean, you don't have to be, you know, in ketosis, you know, to, to realize the benefits of that, which is the focus and the energy and the stamina, but it also has 200 milligrams of caffeine and uh, we'll be releasing that at dragon's cup and it's going to be dragon's blood. That's <laughs> going to be the flavor of it. So, uh, so you can, you know, we'll, you'll see those uh, being, you know, being talked about and uh, for sale soon. Well, that's awesome. That's exciting to hear. Yeah. I would totally eat vanilla protein waffles like that just sounds amazing 34 grams of protein uh you know in a waffle right mm -hmm. and collagen so you're getting your goodness and i mean you can't beat a good waffle right it seems like that's how mitch would love to start today right it, well it's it's that and with vanilla then you have other options for like the shakes that you're gonna make right you don't really want to put I like, I'm a big berry person. I like mixed berry and uh, like triple berry kind of stuff. So if you're going to make like a frozen uh, smoothie, right, you, it's kind of challenging to put berries and chocolate together and make Ugh. that happen. It's, you know, it just, so Gross. the vanilla is going to, it's going to open up a whole new world, which would be really cool. Uh, so yeah, I've, uh, there's uh, been a lot of folks that have asked about that. As a matter of fact, I was, uh, I was talking with Jess Morrow the other day and she was like, holy smokes, when is vanilla coming out? And <laughs> like patience, patience, it's coming. Everything's coming. So just got to give it some time, but yeah, I, I, the other thing with the, the ready to drink, the RTD coming out at dragon's cup, uh, you know, if you, if you look at the industry by and large, you go to a gas station and it's like, it's like uh, a sensory overload for the consumer. Oh. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, the refrigerator is full. I mean, it's like depending on where you go, right? Some gas stations like we have some here in, in Dallas called like Quick Trip mm -hmm. and Racetrack. You know, you like open it up. They have like three coolers full of RTDs, like every single flavor possible. And it just is a matter of, you know, the, the users just picking the one that they want. Right. It's like they're just grab and go, not even thinking about what's actually in it. And I think that the, the game changer for us is being able to have good quality ingredients in the product that people can have and, and not have a, a significant crash or experience something that's going to just send them off into never, never land where they can't get their mind back and, um, and that whole thing. And, you know, and, and that's, that's the name of the game, right? It's just having the delivery mechanism be easily uh, available. You know, so some of us, you're just going to grab a can out of the fridge and get in the car and go versus, you know, Hey, I got to mix up, get my shaker and, you know, do that. It does take an extra step, but um, you know, I think it's kind of the, it's the next level, next evolution. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. That, and, and 
there's no sugar in those uh, RTDs that I'm coming out with. Again, I, you know, I hate sugar. I mean, it yeah. almost destroyed my life um, and, and many other lives. And so I still suffer the consequences. I mean, I had a heart attack back in 2019. I don't know if that was because genetics or poor life choices or because of sugar. But I know that as a result of cutting sugar out of my life, I've been able to lose the weight, maintain the the fitness level that I want to maintain and a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen a study that said you're deficient in sugar. You need more of it <laughs> and you'll get healthier. I, I've never yeah. seen one. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think so either. But now I just got to put this in your brain. Bucky's got to get. Yeah. <laughs> now just think yeah. about it. Sensory overload. Yeah. Bucky's. Bucky's. Yeah. Yeah. We have a we have a Bucky's right down the street from our home range. Yeah, uh, we we drive by it every time we go to that range. Every time we shoot. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Bucky's might as well just be a grocery store mm-hmm. at this stage of the game, right? It's like it's like a mini grocery store slash Walmart slash barbecue joint slash uh, station l- largest bathroom selection possible, cleanest, right? Yeah, cleanest restrooms. Well, yep. like when I like to explain Bucky's to people is the fact that it's like Walmart. In the best truck stop, had a baby, and it, it's and that's what it is. It's just like it's it's got everything you need, and probably stuff you don't. But exactly, like yeah. you go buy clothes, like oh look at <laughs> my clothes are ruined from the car trip. I guess I'm wearing Bucky's apparel all the way to the next stop. Exactly, and, and if for some reason you forgot your barbecue smoker for where you're going, you could buy a smoker there too, or a feeder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a deer feeder in some parts. I was gonna say deer feeder, deer corn, smoker. <laughs> uh, you can get a complete wardrobe. You can buy a painting, uh, sculpture, barbecue, uh, and, and and then a you know a bag of uh, of beaver nuggets, and you're you're back on the road. So, Greg, are beaver are beaver nuggets but are beaver nuggets okay to look at for you? You just can't have them. I will eat it. They are protein, but they're so full of nitrates that, I mean, I just don't make a practice, you know, beaver nuggets. So if you, if you got to eat a beaver nugget or you were going to eat a beaver nugget, which flavor would it be? What is it? Uh, Chipotle? Um, Mitch, what was the last ones we got when we went hunting? They were pretty good. The smoked, uh, hickory smoked or Chipotle or something. They yeah. were pretty good. They were pretty good. But I, I was going to say, you know, when we road trip, typically, um, I, even our road trip behavior has changed with dietary, right? We It used to be we'd get in the truck and uh, and and I'd have like a big um, gallon Ziploc of Cheez-Its, like mm-hmm. Tabasco Cheez-Its. And then, uh, you know, the cooler would be full of, you know, Red Bulls and uh, maybe a bottle of water or two. Uh, and and that was it, man. We're taking off, and then you know if we hit Bucky's, we're gonna grab a you know big bag of this and a big bag of that. And now it's like, it's beef jerky. It's usually beef jerky, or it's jerky from an animal that we have killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then if it is, if we get into some Cheez Its, it's not Cheez Its. It's protein Quest, uh, their version of it that's got protein in it. And then it's uh, it's water and whatnot. So. You know, we're we're kicking along down the road. Now, we're stopping a lot more than we used to stop because we got a lot of fluid uh, flowing through. But, yeah, we're a lot more healthy in that regard. I, I love beaver nuggets, but I don't get into that stuff anymore because I can just no. tell it changes my, I, my, my digestion. Everything just suffers if I do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that, especially with the life choice changes you make. You know, it's a once in a blue moon. Oh, this kind of looks good, kind of thing. Not a, a every yep. time. Now I'm one of those weird. I guess I'm an odd person. I buy the gallon jugs of water purely for the fact of like I just refill my cup, so I don't kill yep. the environment. Like yep, like. Plus, then they just they, you can refill, them, and then you just don't have to buy another jug of water, especially if your and house water tastes good. That's why you can go to makeReadyNutrition.com, and I've partnered with Ice Shaker, um, and it keeps ice cold for thirty hours. Yeah, there you go. Shameless is, plug. Hey, yeah. nothing wrong with shameless plugs. That's what everything <laughs> is about. Now, I've been loving this conversation. This has been going awesome, and I love it. But we've got to eventually get to the end, but we're not there yet. So, Greg, what? I know you've been sponsoring some major matches. You know, you're already at the, you're at Roadrunner, what, last weekend or so? Um, where else is uh, Make Ready Nutrition going and sponsoring this year? Dragon's Cup 3.0. Yeah, Dragon's Cup 3.0. We do have some sponsorships out on the East Coast um, where I've sent, uh, so I've partnered with Go Fast Don't Suck Bill Duda. Love him. And um, so he, he is, you know, making our banners for us. And, um, but, you know, that, that came of recommendation of Brian, of course, because Brian's been around, you know, this for, for quite a while and he's figured it out. And um, so we've got Bill uh, making our banners. Uh, the Trenton Armist, Trenton Armory uh, on these, because I'm going to butcher these if I try to do them off my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're sponsoring those um, area four. Uh, we're sponsoring that is at our home range uh, here in Texas at Mission 160. Um, Walker's IDPA state match um, mm-hmm. at Mission 160 as well. And that's that's kind of it. Um, we did sponsor the um, Michigan gang unit, uh, which they're having a big uh, uh, just having a big conference up in Michigan. And um, they're on our Instagram, but they reached out and they said, hey, would you be interested? And so I said, uh, yeah, I mean, we're always interested. Right. And so I, I think there's there's a there's a synergy between the shooting world and the, the supplement and fitness world. It's just me personally, Mitch, Mitch as well. Uh, we had a cabinet full of all these products, um, you know, that we were mixing and matching and trying to, you know, to put together. And so when I came up with this idea for the hydration, um, I was able to get the branch chain amino acids, the ATP capabilities, lots of vitamin C. So I was able to consolidate that. I was able to consolidate the protein and the collagen down into one tasty product. Um, and then the, the pre-workouts, I was able to replace, you know, the pre-workouts that I take, which are non-stem, um, you know, with my own, uh, product because, um, the, the raws and the everything natural in it and no junk. So, you know, being that I manufacture these products, I'm very, very aware, aware of what fillers go in them and what quality of the raw materials or the resources themselves. And so, again, I'm being held accountable by professionals, uh, fitness professionals, as well as shooting professionals. You know, they're going to come back and they're going to call me if I've got junk in my stuff or especially if I've got any sugar in there whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and I guess it's nice to have accountability with someone too, right? You know, and that's for me, like I have a buddy I met through shooting on Instagram, you know, we're accountability partners for each other. Like when it comes to working out where, you know, we live nowhere near each other, but we always get that random, we, as we do, it's the awkward elliptical run video. It's like four seconds. If you're running on an elliptical, it's like, 
it's it's great, but yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have that accountability for yourself as well. And I, I do like that. Yeah. So uh keep an eye on uh, social media at makeradionutrition.com on Instagram, uh make Radio nutrition on Facebook. Um we've got uh Kinsey Fitzpatrick who's posting a lot of great content. Sloan Sanders, which is just, you know, an absolute angel and one hell of a, uh, you know, world-class shooter as well. And uh, we just, um, I just got to shoot with J.R. Guerrero uh, from uh, TTI, Terran Tactical, mm -hmm. and got to uh, meet uh, Zach Smith as well as uh, Marco Cabahug. I mean, what a great team these guys are. Um, so I don't know that, it, hopefully we can do some things. They're all taking, they're all taking our product now. Um, and they're, you know, just, um, uh, uh, they're getting more fitness minded and getting back into the gym. I mean, Zach was already, you know, pretty fit, um, and, and very athletic, Marco's very athletic. And then I got to shoot on the same squad with, uh, with JR, just a phenomenal I mean, just what a great human being this guy is, what a good shooter he is, um, but the enthusiasm that JR brings. And so he and I, you know, have talked about some things too. I don't know. You may see our logos on some jerseys uh, this year for sure. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. And that is awesome. Mitch, do you have any final words for the listeners? No, you know, I think where, uh, where we really land is just, you know, starting to focus on, uh, you know, all, all the important aspects of your life and your your shooting game will elevate based on, you know, the rest of that stuff kind of catching up. So, um, you know, it's it's a great community. We love uh, love working with everybody, shooting with everybody and uh, look forward to more of these kind of podcasts. Thanks so much for having me on for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, you're both welcome on being on. It was a blast. And I, I learned a lot, actually. And I'm going to go dive down a rabbit hole and go read some more, watch some Internet, you know probably not great to watch it on the internet but it's okay <laughs> but greg uh any final words for yourself sir um just lastly alex thanks for having us on it's been an absolute pleasure anytime that i can talk about uh shooting and nutrition and fitness um and just give him you know kind of my story i i, I want to thank each and every shooter uh that's encouraged me um you know throughout this journey throughout this process it's made you know the last what eight nine ten months um it's as challenging as it has been it's very encouraging for me uh the people that reach out and um and give me you know good honest feedback i answer um, the general at makeradionutrition.com email address, I answer that. Uh, so I've had, uh, I've had uh, shooters uh, reach out to me and ask me questions about my product. I'm the one that, I'm, I'm the guy you're talking to. I love it. Uh, you know, ask me questions anytime about nutrition, um, supplementation, um, just, you know, anything. Uh, I really love this sport. I really enjoy it. Uh, the fact that I've been blessed enough to come in and, you know, and just be a part of it and to give back has just been, uh, it's just been phenomenal. So uh, uh, shooters, fitness, anybody, you know, that uh, take a look at our story and, and see what we've done and you got any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like I said, guys, thanks for coming on. It's been a blast. We've been informative, I hope. And somebody, goes and from listening to this goes tries your product and goes and makes a difference and change in their life with uh changing their balance of you know nutrition exercise and rest yep. but like i said thank you guys for coming on and listeners 
Thank you for watching. Until next time, get out and do the things, and I will see you on the next one.